self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we We are are conversation Conversation con artists what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode charlie murphy (laughs) in my head that's how that's how uh dave Chappelle acting as rick james said it that was how he said it what did the five fingers say to the face Slap <laughs> that Unity True Hollywood stories was Hilarious Charlie Murphy passed away this past week At 57 over From leukemia. leukemia man it was sad So I mean rest in peace Charlie Murphy I, I walked in the room And you know there was like this You know that aura <laughs> That aura I saw that shit It was orange <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to some, a lot of comedians were like Adam Sandler paid tribute, Dave Chappelle trade paid tribute, Bill Burr. I ain't know Bill Burr is as close to them as they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a podcast. Go look up Bill Burr pays tribute to Charlie Murphy, but he was just telling some stories about how close they were. And he was on the tour circuit with Donnell, Ashley Rollins, Larry, yeah. yeah, and Charlie Murphy and he just told a few stories. He said it's some other stories, but he said those are Charlie's to tell. If he didn't tell them before he went, then, you know, he wasn't going to tell them. Y'all should get his autobiography. It's hilarious. It's called, I think it's the Confessions of a Stand-Up Guy. It One, it's just funny. And then two, I don't know if anybody else would do this, but, like, I read it in his voice. <laughs> so that Ooh, made Charlie it, Murphy? Yeah, so that made it even more funny. His autobiography is hilarious. I bet it is. It's so funny. All the stories that everybody got about Charlie Murphy. Like, imagine what he, the stories he got. He was in the military. He talked about that. Like Jay Farrow. Yeah. Um, I think all of the, like, known comedians at some point had some kind of interaction with him. Um, that was just, it was out of the blue. I think his family and friends probably knew that he was battling leukemia, but... For the rest of us, I, I feel like it. Because I saw it, and I was like, they trying to kill off somebody. You know, they'll kill somebody every week that ain't really dead. And I was like, why are they trying to kill off Charlie Murphy? And then I saw, like, people, and I was like, shit, he really did die. Yeah, when you put his name into Google, it's, it had Chris Rock tweet was the first one that yep. came up. I was like, mm, it's legit. Damn. That was just, that was sad. I watched all his episodes on Chappelle's show just because it was amazing. Um... But yeah, so So I need y'all to go to www.conversationconartist.com Which I haven't really been updating lately So you probably should go to SoundCloud <laughs> To listen to our <laughs> shit But, you know, uh, when I update it I'll have all of our current, our current episodes All our old episodes are still there As well as the important part Leave us some feedback yes. Scroll over the mail icon Leave us that or send us an email You know, um I want to shout out Government Name Podcast. I want to shout out Black Mary Fly Podcast. I want to shout out Talk It Out Podcast. I want to shout out Black Balance Podcast. I want to shout out Talk It Out Podcast. Just Say Words Podcast. These are the podcasts that I mostly actively listen to. And uh, I'm trying to branch out, but man, it's so damn many. Like, I go down liking all of the podcasts. It's so freaking many podcasts. Yeah. You know, all of them, which I'm sure have some valuable shit in it. I'm trying to branch out and find something, to, some more to listen to. 
And then I have really, really long weeks, so I go two or three weeks easily without listening to podcasts because of just dealing with clients all yeah. week. I don't want to say dealing with clients like it's something that I don't care for, but, you know, but I just have a lot of client interaction. Shit, that's what it feels like sometimes. Sometimes it feels like that. But you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I could be found on Twitter and Instagram at red underscore calamity. Also, we are still doing a listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it into the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. So this week's question is going to be about how impactful different religions can be on a relationship. Now, the hilarious thing is that neither I nor old point is are the most religious of y'all people. i promise you right now it's easter sunday and ain't now one of us <laughs> got on anything related to easter sunday no <laughs> oh my god with my hair dyed i saw like i legit this is so terrible but i forgot and i, w- I went in walmart to get some dye for my hair and i saw everybody in their little easter dresses and shit i was like oh yeah it is he's in it normally i would have been in church because normally Easter is one of those holidays that I will go to church with my mom, but she is out of town, so I didn't go. <laughs> you and all the rest of the goons in the hood. What goons in the hood? All the ones that's going to church with their mamas and grandmamas oh, yeah. today. <laughs> and all the uncles that haven't been to church all year and going now because grandmama said, you don't know how long I got left here. Oh, my God. They love <laughs> to hit you with that, boy. The guilt trip. But Easter is that day. <laughs> it is. That Mother's Day. Like, the holidays that I go with my mom to church are, I won't even say Christmas. I've stopped that. Easter, Mother's Day, sometimes homecoming. I hate going to homecoming because it's, like, the the day that is the most packed because everybody want to come back and shit. So, those are about the three times that I go with her a year. Mother's Day, Easter, and homecoming, whenever our homecoming is. But that's about it. And then the rest of the time, I'm just out here being a heathen. So, but having different religions in a long-term relationship or a marriage can be very difficult. It depends on what what the religions are too, I feel like. Like some religions are, are going to be more complementary to each other. So they're not going to be these huge differences of opinion on like how you're going to raise your kids or, or all that kind of stuff. And then you have some that are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And you're going to have some issues. Or you're going to have a believer and a non-believer, which is going to also have some issues. Because it don't really matter so much, I feel like, before the kids come along. But once you have kids, you got to decide how you're going to raise this child. And if you have, like, two very different religions, it's going to be kind of hard to come to an agreement about it. Where it's not, where one person's not going to feel like they're religious rights have been infringed upon by allowing you to do this particular thing with the child you know have you heard of the unitarian Unitarian. universalist yeah church Mm -hmm. it's kind of a church that isolates all of the deities out of all of the different doctrine Mm -hmm. and just fine because all of those different doctrine the torah the quran the bible all of these books generally have the same message mm-hmm. now in between the cracks you got little messages that talk about death and talk about murder and all of these other things but they mostly talk about just being a good person following a set of codes and morals and doing things that is general that are generally right mm-hmm. that is defined 
you know, and that church focuses on taking the deity out and focusing on that primary message. So people of differing faiths can go to that church and practice yeah. there. Well, the problem comes in where sometimes gender roles are defined by your religion. And if you have two very distinct differences in those gender roles, you're going to have a problem. But the thing is, you knew that shit before you got into a relationship. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess the question is, should you get in, like, how much of an impact is that going to have? Or is that something you should take into consideration when you out here dating and shit? Man, when it comes to relationships, everything matters. Every single little bitty thing matters. The question is, can you communicate that shit to each other effectively to portray how your relationship is going to look? with these things communicated and religion is a big one it is because if you're a christian and a jehovah's witness what you gonna do about birthdays what you gonna do about christmas what you gonna do about can't date somebody that ain't jehovah's witness that's true so either they they already (laughs) breaking the rules they better celebrate these damn birthdays (laughs) (laughs) or like muslim and a christian or just there's a bit or uh what about somebody that's an atheist that doesn't believe at all in a christian or an agnostic person in a christian so let me tell y'all about my daddy okay (laughs) my daddy i don't know if he was religious or not before he went to jail probably not he was in jail for some time from for about 11 years they seem to find religion while they're in there he came out praying on a carpet not eating pork Oh, you know, talking shit about Christianity, you know, normal Muslim shit. Yeah. And he got married the day he got out of jail. I don't know if I told this story before, but married to who? My stepmama, <laughs> who, <laughs> mind you, was desperate enough to come to the jail to find a husband. This is why so many niggas in prison on POF <laughs> because of people like your stepmom. This is why. You have to be careful. But see, that's how it happened. Profiles. Her sister, her sister's husband was in jail. Okay. Same jail as my dad. And apparently, <laughs> her brother-in-law told her sister, I know a real stand-up guy. You should never fucking listen to somebody say, you know I know a, a real stand-up guy. stand-up guy in prison. In prison. Yeah. You, <laughs> there's a cap on how stand-up you can be if you... Are incarcerated. Yeah. There are the, you know, the minority of you that's innocent that didn't do shit that's locked up and you ain't do shit. But I just don't understand how that all turned into her coming to start visiting my daddy, <laughs> and then she got out of jail. Oh, uh, he got out of jail, and she's a Christian. So I mean, I don't know if they talk to, like when you come visit somebody in jail. What are your conversations about? I have no idea. You know, like who knows what those conversations <laughs> yeah. about, but all that happened and she's a Christian, he's a Muslim. And he went to the church with her. He went to the church with her every now and then. Okay. And I remember we was there. We didn't go to church. When we got sent there for the summer, mm-hmm. my mama never packed church clothes. I guess maybe she was like, he a Muslim, they don't go to no damn church or no mosque. <laughs> and so he went to the church. They got the fighting in the church the day he went. Uh, the few times he go, like when the Muslim go to church, he went in there and they done took off their shoes, throwing their shoes at each other. Him and the stepmom? Two different groups of women. They didn't involve my, my people. It was just like, what, what he walked in the door laughing, talking about they was fighting at the church. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
just reinforcing the bullshit he already be trying to talk about Christianity anyway. But that didn't seem to play a big role in their relationship, though. Because she was looking for a provider. Don't know why she went to the jail to look for that, but he is a provider. He is a hard worker. She didn't know that shit, but she found it coincidentally from somebody in jail. And he was looking probably for somebody that'll have him a house to live in when he got out of damn jail, to be honest. I mean, it, it re- I guess the level of of involvement in the religion matters, too. Like, a strict Muslim is not going... I don't know how that would work out because they're going to have specific ideas about how their wife is supposed to be and... You know, it just, I guess it depends on how involved. And it's different being a black Muslim mm-hmm. versus uh, a Muslim in India. Mm-hmm. Because the whole culture in India is around, surrounds that view of women mm-hmm. and subjecting women to the rules of their faiths. America, the society as a whole, is not like that. Mm-hmm. Now, we oppress our women in, in America, <laughs> in ways. but we don't oppress our women exclusively because of religion and our society isn't actively keeping women from being free and and gaining more and expressing more you know so he wasn't subject to that kind of upbringing and those kind of intrinsic ideals Mm -hmm. that he was with forever he got that stuff later he is now married to a second woman now and using his religion for the reason why he should be able to have a second wife wait wait i thought you meant like he had divorced the first no no, he just married another woman in another state, and the way my stepmama found out was so he didn't tell. About it. Oh yeah, and that's the problem. Like it's not you can't have two wives if they don't know about each other, brother. That's not how it goes. It's not legal here anyway. No, ain't ain't crime. She found out because she went to go and change some stuff on the phone thing, and they was like, she was like, uh. She said my last name, her last name, and um, thank you. I gotta make up a name, Miss Point. Okay. okay. Uh, she went there and said I need to change some stuff. She said, "Who are you on the account?" She said, "I'm Miss Point," and she said, "Which Miss Point?" The T-Mobile <laughs> person. <laughs> that is never what you want to hear when you yeah. call. Which Miss What? That's how she found oh, out. But hell all that no. goes in to say. That the downfall of they relate they they relationship didn't have anything to do with religion. He used religion as a scapegoat at some point, but their relationship worked for well, since he yeah. got out. They still married, you know, because he's still a provider. But I think that when it comes to religion, it's about communicating and understanding that we are different, and so you got to seek to know what that difference is, what those differences mean. Yeah. If I'm a Christian and you're a Muslim, I need to ask you. So what does the Muslim role mean as it pertains to a wife, you know, when married? Because you might be playing the dating game now and not having all that shit. But when you become my wife, all these new expectations arise. Yeah. You know, so. But I think that's the same for women in general. When it comes to the expectation of men to change immediately the day after marriage. Oh, yeah. You know, and the problem is, I hate to just say that's a woman thing. But shit, men con women out of everything that they would get in marriage before they get married. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So men don't have to worry about that. Women are the ones who expect more from men once we tie these knots. And that is not how that shit works. You Um, You got the same person that you had yesterday 
that you're going to have the day after tomorrow. Now y'all just got new jewelry. <laughs> what if one person is an atheist and the other person is religious? I mean, I, that is an odd combination to happen. It ha- I, it happens. But it's about communicating that shit. Like, but again, I feel I feel like even that could be okay. But I feel like once once children come into the picture, because now you got to decide what the fuck you're gonna do with this child. Which direction is it? Because I, I with the example of an atheist and a Christian, I don't know that if the atheist is very strongly in their belief that religion is a sham and god doesn't exist that he's gonna want his child or her child indoctrinated with this shit that they don't believe in the christian's gonna feel feel very strongly about you're gonna want your child baptized you're gonna want you know those kind of things listen like it's a set of conversations and it's a bunch of them but like it's some real big ones you need to talk about how are we going to practice religion Mm -hmm. how are we going to manage our finances and how are we going to raise our kids? Yeah. Like, those are really big things that you need to know in the beginning going into dating. Mm-hmm. You know, because the way that people feel that you raise children and handle finances and, and worship, those are things that you get a handle, start getting a handle on from age zero yep. based on your family. And so mm-hmm. those are things you really need to talk about and be on one page about before you start moving into serious, more serious relationship and and talking about marriage because it shouldn't be a dilemma you know it shouldn't be a we have kids now this is what i wanted this is what i don't want it should be i can't be with you because these are things you want about kids and these are not things that i want about kids those are conversations you need to have early that's not something that you should figure out once kids are on the way yeah i know that happens sometimes happens though. i mean sometimes. people get pregnant and it's like oh shit what are we gonna do <laughs> type situation but even scientists not scientists, but psychologists, most of whom did not really believe in, in a God or, or anything of that nature, all had theories about how valuable religion is as a group of belonging mm-hmm. and as a group that sets a moral template for people to follow by. Yeah. You know? So the only reason an atheist would keep a person from going to church is just because they felt duped their whole life and don't want them to go there because it's valuable in a lot of different ways. Yeah. I mean... I don't really go to church right now. That's not to say that I will never go to church. You know, if I meet a woman who is into it and and wants me to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And, but that's to say that if I meet a woman that ain't really feeling church, I don't know when I'll go outside of funerals, (laughs) you know, but, but I would be really, really naive not to understand that me going to church six days a week when I was a kid, and being as active and as part uh, and participating in church and church related activities and singing and my mama wrote rap scriptures that we had to perform and <laughs> we performed in front of audiences. Wait, what? Yeah, she wrote rap scriptures, <laughs> and it was from a parent's stereotypical view of what rap was. So it was horrible, but that's the level of involvement we have. We couldn't. My mama wouldn't call devil cake, devil cake. She'd call it angel cake. She wouldn't call devil eggs, devil eggs. They were angel eggs. We couldn't celebrate <laughs> Halloween. You know, she worked at Walmart, so she'll bring us a lot of candy after, the, you know, Halloween and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She'll try to get all the church kids to come to our house and do stuff. So, like, faith was ingrained in her life, and she, you know, tried to implant that into us like that. 
But I'd be naive to think that that's not how I became who I am. Yeah. Religion and faith made me who I am, and I love who I am. And so I have to value that part of me that I feel it was instrumental in making me who I am. But that goes into my my sense of parents. When you give, when you overexpose a child or something, it's one of two ways it can go. Yep. They're going to blindly follow it. Or they gonna reject that shit. Yep. If you eat bologna sandwiches every day in your childhood, <laughs> you either go you gonna grow up and say, I'll never eat a bologna sandwich again in my life, or you're gonna eat a bologna sandwich for lunch for the damn rest of your days. Ugh. You know, I mean that's kinda how it go. And depending on the child's personality, it can go other ways. But yeah. that's one of those things that happened to me. The overexposure put me in a position where now I'm at like an impasse with faith yeah. in general. And so I've come to find that talking to women i have to say early on i'm at i'm at an impasse with my faith i'm like trying to figure it out yeah and you can continue talking to me knowing that i'm trying to figure that out or you know you can move on and that's fine because what i don't want is to put you in a position where you're looking for someone that is strong and equally yoked in their faith as you are yeah and you don't have that with me yeah you know so I'm finding that it's important that I have to do that because I don't know where I'm going to be at the end of this, you know, religious situation that I got going on. I don't know if that's going to put me closer or further away. Yeah. So, and that takes a lot of people out of the equation. It does. Cause there's a lot. I mean, even again with dating profiles, you will see some people, the very first line, I am a Christian man. <laughs> I'm looking for a Christian wife and I, or Christian woman. And I'm always like, Nope. <laughs> nope. Because essentially I'm a heathen I curse I'm, you know, I'm still I don't know where I am with it I don't have a problem going to church I'll go to church You know I feel like men Who put that on their profiles On dating websites I feel like They probably Are just doing that To find a Christian girl who would Join them like I, I don't know how Genuine that is I don't know. I ain't gonna it's find so out. many women in the church that Christian men can find. Why are you on a social dating site? Maybe the church they go to, they've already ran. <laughs> well, if they the kind of man that will run through women at church, they don't need to put I'm a Christian on their profile. <gasps> oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know why they do it, but it's on a lot of profiles that I've seen. So I'm always just kind of like somebody that possibly believes that strongly in their faith i don't know that i would be a good match for them um also i mean i i curse and i don't plan on stopping that shit till i have kids because i don't want the kids to pick it up so until then i'm gonna cuss my ass out so somebody who thinks that that's not ladylike or godly or what i'm not i'm not the chick for you it's not gonna work out because you know i don't have many vices in life cursing is one of them and I, I, I have no intentions of letting that go. So my friends used to call me a professional cursor. <laughs> they were just like, you just put them in the right places, <laughs> and you say them with just the right amount of cuss <laughs> that make it, you know, make it professional. It sound <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it go exactly where it's supposed to, and it sound the way it's supposed to sound. And it make you listen. That is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I I'd skip past profiles that say. I'm a Christian or got God in it, you know, not because I have anything against it, but because I don't want to set that woman up for any kind of disappointment or any kind of yep. wasted time yeah. 
Because I'm not trying to convince you to accept me without something you desire. You should I'm have everything you, know. you want in a yeah. person. And if that's something that's important to you, you need somebody that is going to be equally yoked. And I'm just not, I ain't her. So I'm not going to waste your time because <laughs> I'm not that chick. Um, But yeah, so I guess that answers that. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in to the website or you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists with an S at gmail.com. Part of the reason that this came up is that Janet Jackson <laughs> is getting a divorce from her billionaire Muslim husband shortly after giving birth to their son. Now, a lot of people were saying like she held on because their prenup had some statute in it where it was like after five years she gets like 500 million dollars and so she waited to like right after the five-year point i don't know that that i believe that because it's, it's janet jackson like does she really need his money like i mean i guess it ain't gonna hurt that's what i'm gonna say Shit, i don't give a damn if i don't need no money if i can get 500 million dollars why not she can open up a school in every state with that shit <laughs> she could i mean i i again back to what we were just talking about i don't know if because i feel she had toned down a lot if you've paid attention to her if you've seen her concert footage since she married him it's a lot more toned down than it was and i think that was due to respecting his culture and the way he probably felt some i saw something where somebody close to her had said supposedly it was because he his stands on what she should do changed after she had the child and it, it was a little bit more strict a little bit more controlling and she wasn't feeling it and i i can believe that like he where is he from could could i forgot where he's from mm-hmm. never knew he never cared seems like he would be like a hardcore muslim still don't <laughs> <laughs> so if that's the case i mean bear and I had a conversation with somebody that was like, well, but I don't think it would matter because she Janet Jackson. I, that probably wouldn't matter to you because you would be just glad to have Janet Jackson or that wouldn't matter to that. But I feel like there are people who won't be like super impressed that this is Janet Jackson. I feel like a man that is literally a billionaire. <laughs> eh. Like it's Janet Jackson and I'm, I'm sure that's cool, but he's also not going to like throw his religion out of the window simply because it's Janet Jackson. That boy had Janet Jackson money when he was 10. Exactly. So, I mean, to be a billionaire, like over there, that probably was family money or whatever, yeah. but like, and would you accept this from some dude who changed after you had a child? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It don't matter what change it is, right? Mm-hmm. For Janet Jackson, it happened to be that she had a Muslim husband that wanted him to be more conservative. Mm-hmm. But if you had a husband or a boyfriend that you had a child and he wanted you to change your life, like that's not something that that wasn't in, that wasn't written in the plans. Yeah, or that should have been something that we talked about. I bet that they didn't talk about. Of course it. not. I'm sure that they didn't talk. What? I mean, Janet Jackson is like 50, so I don't know if. I mean, they planned. Obviously, they had. To, fertility treatments and shit for her to have this child but i don't know that the conversation about how they were gonna like move forward because isn't aren't the jacksons jehovah's witnesses i don't know i think they're jehovah's witnesses i don't know like how practicing you can be if you agree to marry a muslim but i think they are jehovah's witnesses so 
again, that's like very different. <laughs> you gonna have very uh, different ideas. <laughs> if the, any of the Jacksons was religious enough, they'd be the Clark sisters. Okay, <laughs> they'd be singing for their faith. They wouldn't be doing what they doing. <laughs> so I don't. I'm not even if they were Jehovah Witness or Christians or whatever they are. I don't think faith is a big do Jehovah's Witnesses like sing? I don't know a lot about like what they do. It's a in lot the of Kingdom celebrations Hall. that they don't have. Yeah. And there's a lot of holidays that they don't participate but do they, in. Do they have like choirs and sing and shit? Maybe the Jacksons can't sing in that I faith. <laughs> I don't know like what they do in the Kingdom Hall. Like I don't know what their like church services are like. If you were Jehovah really if you were part of any faith, we'd probably be real disrespectful. So <laughs> If we've said something about your faith that is wrong, then let right us in. know let us through know. email yeah. or Instagram messages or yeah. Twitter or Facebook. I I have had experience working with people in the Jehovah's Witness faith, and those experiences have made me have a very negative view of that particular religion just because the way... I had a client long well wasn't it was a long time ago who was having a conflict because he had a girlfriend who had been molested by her stepfather stepfather went to jail he got out the church told her mom that she should forgive him because I guess Jehovah had forgiven I don't know because the mom was so strong in the religion, she let him move back in. And of course, you can't be in a house with this girl now. So they, the girl moved in with her grandmother and they moved to another state. You leave your daughter behind in, in, in favor of your pedophile ass husband and the church like stands by. So his, his dilemma was that he still, she was obviously like fuck Jehovah's Witnesses by this point. His dilemma was he still wanted to remain in the faith, but he also didn't like how she had been treated. And, you know, I was not able to, cause that's like, I I wasn't able to help him with that just because that's, that's an issue with your faith. Like you're going to have to decide. So just hearing stories like that are like how, when you get excommunicated or disfellowshipped or whatever it's called, your whole family got to stop fucking with you. <laughs> like, it could be your child. If your child gets disfellowshipped, you have to stop fucking with your kid for the whole rest of your kid's life. That's crazy as hell. Like, what? A lot of faiths got a lot of different rules that... I just can't get behind that. You know, it's like almost 4,000 different sects of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses is one of them. Is it know? a sect of Christianity? Yeah. Okay. I mean, they got some extra stuff going on, just like Mormons got some extra stuff going on. Like, they got stuff that make their faith much more stringent. But all of it is based on different interpretations of the Bible. It's weird. And some people don't agree with some stuff in the Bible, and so a second church split from that. Then them two churches, they didn't agree with stuff, and then they split from that. That got almost up to 4,000 different ways of interpreting different stuff in the Bible to the point that you've created a new faith from it, you know? Cause my family's Methodist, which is was, came out of the Catholic Church, and so some of the things, some of the rituals, that the Methodist Church has, 
has mention of the Catholic Church just because it broke. Like off Catholicism is the God mode of religion. <laughs> like you know how you play games and it be like choose play easy, normal, uh, hard, God, God mode. <laughs> That's like Catholicism. I was talking to my cousin about Catholicism. Like the reason that they don't support contraceptives is because the only thing that's supposed to happen with a man's seed is it's supposed to impregnate a woman. Yes. The whole purpose of, of, of sex is procreation. Which is the problem with blowjobs, which is the problem with anal sex, which is the problem with anything that will capture your seed or render it useless. Yep. That's like, why? <laughs> like, am I, do you feel bad if you wake up and had a wet dream? You I know what I'm saying? I think they do. Probably have to do some Hail Marys and do confessionals probably, I would imagine. And like, how you just get Hail Marys and then you get your sins? Is- See, my part part of my issue with the Catholic Church is that like priests are able to absolve you or forget. I don't understand that. Or like, I gotta go through the priest to get to Jesus. Like, why I can't just go direct? I gotta come to you and confess to you. Who are you for me to confess to? Like, I don't understand. Exactly. Because my church, which my mama was like, we non denominational. Because I came home one day after one of those Scantron tests. Mm-hmm. And it asks you, you know, what's your faith? Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why. I don't it, know that either. would ask you, ask yeah. you like they trying to figure out which religious people are the smartest. I don't know. <laughs> but it had Church of Jesus Christ, Christian, and like two other ones. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are we? She said, non-denominational. All of them say the same thing. It's fine. <laughs> you know, but the churches I grew up in originally was Baptist and then went to Sanctified, which I don't know if y'all have heard of that, but that's the kind of church where people running around and catching the Holy Ghost and falling and throwing towels. They throw towels on each other. See, Mm -mm. Y'all have to ask me some more questions about that and I can go into it deeper, but it'd be way too much to explain this little amount of time. Not gonna deal with it. But one of the main songs that every church I went to said that Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. want. (laughs) They didn't say Jesus, uh, is uh need to be uh access through this operator through this priest named the priest you know what i'm saying <laughs> and he'll put you through when he get ready <laughs> that ain't how it went for me but that just comes in basic ideological differences yeah. when it comes to one faith versus another faith people that grew up catholic all the way understand that and don't understand what i got going on and yeah. somebody like me that grew up with what i got i don't understand you know a lot of the tenets of other faiths I mean, with Catholicism, I feel like that idea of the idea of what's the word I'm looking for of I don't want to not denying yourself, but of being so controlling over that. I feel like that's why they've had all the issues with the priests doing shit they shouldn't be doing because you are trying to stop something that is a natural human thing and by you putting all of these caveats on it you know i don't know how long a person can withstand under that and not like have some fuck shit happen that's not to excuse fucking with you know kids but i feel like when you have people suppressing that was the word suppressing that part of them they're only gonna work for so long and it's crazy to me because you know when you talk about God and you talk about him giving everybody free will Mm -hmm. but a faith exists that literally gives you a you know two foot long tunnel that you're supposed to travel down your whole way even though it's a bunch of places that you can travel outside that tunnel to say you got free will (laughs) 
but do it like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's a hard message to accept, especially when you have so many different conflicting ways of viewing Christianity. Mm-hmm. For example, when you look at Republicans and you look at the core traditional conservative way of thinking, they are the Christian party, but where you have, they will protect life that's not here yet, but they will sentence a life to death mm-hmm. that has done something that they deem wrong, yep. you know, which made them the judge and the executioner. Yep. So, I mean, there's a lot of conflicting things in our society that make us say, hmm, what, what about, what about faith? My faith coincides with this mm-hmm. or what if I believe, can I believe this and still be a part of this faith? A big, a big part of that is, you know, there are a lot of gay people in church. Yep. You know, how are they supposed to feel? How are they supposed to experience faith? You know, with how society treats homosexuality yeah. in the context of Christianity. And I mean, it's going to depend on uh, largely Jehovah's Witnesses. You get that's one of the things you can be disfellowship for. If you not because you're gay, if you're practicing a, or is that the right word? A practicing homosexual? I don't know. I don't know. If you're not practicing, but if you're engaging in homosexual activity or a homosexual relationship, that is one of the ways in which you could be disfellowship, and that's one of the ways in which your family would have to just not fuck with you no more. Just don't let nobody know you getting busted wide open. Ah, uh, why did you have to phrase it that way? <laughs> you know maybe okay, but maybe they are top. Why you always assume everybody is a bottom? Somebody got to be a top for well, this to work. Don't let nobody know you busting somebody wide open. <laughs> <laughs> it, either way, somebody getting busted wide open. That means you'll never be able to like have a long term relationship. You never be able to get married. You be never be able to do any of those things if you got to keep it under wraps your whole life. And that's a reason for me to say that faith can kiss my ass. <laughs> If they're restricting me from something that I value, yeah, and I think that's the dilemma that faith creates for a lot of people in a lot of different contexts. But you know, Christianity is a forgiving faith, yeah. So it don't say that you can never sin, but if well, you know now, you're sinning, then you're yeah. supposed to repent for those in order to you know be able to absolve yourself of that. I mean, Christianity, I feel like, is kind of the opposite in that it ain't going to excommunicate you. It's just going to beat you down with, like, this is what you should be doing, and we're going to pray for you, and we're going to pray that you make this shit. Like, they're not going to, like, cast you aside, but they're going to, like, try to change the shit out of you. They do that, but you excommunicate it, whether there's a word in Christianity for it or not. (laughs) Like, they cast you out. Yeah. You know? And they always try to use Sodom and Gomorrah as oh the God. reason why it's okay for them to do that. But, like, this is just my whole main point about faith. Like, when I grew up, my mom, there's a book called The Four Gods. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. God is portrayed in, like, four different ways in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You have a loving God. Mm-hmm. You have a distant God. You have a vengeful God. Mm-hmm. And you have a benevolent God. Mm-hmm. God, at some point, is per- per- portrayed as benevolent, distant loving or uh vengeful Mm -hmm. at one point or another in the bible Mm -hmm. and it's different people portray god in those different ways when they're trying to get you to understand his power you can get him to understand and my mom got us to understand god by the power of his love not the power of his wrath to where my cousin was taught the power of his wrath and so she is so harsh on any sin 
that you would do because the wrath of God dictates that you should avoid those sins at all costs. Mm -hmm. But see, my mom taught us the love of God, which made me realize that love your neighbor is the message of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It She didn't raise us with an asterisk next to that. So as I grew and started having gay friends and having interaction with gay people and asking her about it, it started to seem more like she would be like, you need to distance yourself from those things and those people because they're not of God. And I said, well, that God say love your neighbor, right? Yeah. Well, what if my neighbor is gay? You know? Yeah. Ain't no asterisks on that. Like, <laughs> And if there is a problem with my neighbor being gay or my neighbor being a murderer or my neighbor being anything, that's God's battle to take up, not ours. Yeah. I feel like God says love your neighbor profess to them what is right but love them and i think we get that mixed up you know christians get that mixed up oh and yeah we the judge they profess and the that and then they judge that yep. and then they cast them out and those are things that god is supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and so that's why like i'm accepting of all people mm -hmm. even in the context of considering myself a christian and especially in the context of my profession mm -hmm. as a counselor got to you mean you know? all kinds who do you think gonna get custody of the child janet jackson are you sure? The only way he would get custody is if he got pulled. He's a billionaire. I mean, he's a Muslim in America. That's true. Like a judge. And that's Janet Jackson. That's Michael Jackson's sister. That might not help her out when it comes to like getting a kid, though. Yes, it will. You don't think he could try to use some of her history to show her as an unfit mother? What history? I don't know. She don't have no history that do that. And Michael Jackson was never convicted. I mean, you know, that don't matter. Yeah, that don't matter. In the court of law, a judge can't consider. I mean, a judge can say in his head, Michael Jackson, old pedophile ass. I ain't finna give his sister no kids. But that'll be wrong. But you know that happens. It does happen. Yeah. But, but it's Janet Jackson. She's American. He's a Muslim. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get custody. Of Even though he's a billionaire. Man. And we in America. Mother's gonna get first rights to their kids yeah. like he really legitimately gonna have to pay a judge off and you know what this will be such a high profile child custody case whoever's over it will have to do everything legitimately yeah we'll see i don't know i, I don't know but that was a very short lit no the marriage wasn't short lit it was just that kid came soon as she popped that kid out it's like it's over done and people make it seem like she waited that long to yeah. get that money yeah I mean, I guess it just so happened that after five years, they had the kid, yeah. and he changed, and it just coincided with all of this stuff that's going on. But, you know, two birds, one stone, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She was like, you know, because we don't know. Maybe he started talking to her when she got pregnant about all of that stuff about, like... She could have been. And she could have sure left that, when she yeah, was pregnant. She could have. But she was like, if I wait eight more months, you know, maybe I'll, you know, so I don't know. We don't know. Because the thing, again, like, I don't think her being Janet Jackson is going to, I don't think that's going to top his faith. If he is like a, a practicing Muslim and if he's a billionaire over there and is that involved with that community, he probably is. I don't feel like her being Janet Jackson will make him throw his faith aside and be like, well, she's Jan. I'm married to Janet. That's amazing. So I'm not going <laughs> I'm not going to tell her that she needs to do these certain things and I'm not going to say that our son needs to be raised this particular way because it's Janet. I feel like for like a normal person or for like maybe a regular like a regular American celebrity, maybe they would be like, I'm dating Janet Jackson. Woohoo, but I just don't feel like he that dude. Like I don't feel Look. like 
he's gonna be starstruck by her being Janet Jackson, and that's gonna all compensate over compensate for his fate. One, this man is from Asia somewhere. Number two, this man is a Muslim. Number three, he is a billionaire. Mm-hmm. He ain't heard no damn Janet Jackson albums <laughs> before he got to America. And he ain't listening to no Janet Jackson albums before however they agents or however they met got together yeah. to put them together. He li- Like, Janet, being Janet Jackson don't mean shit to him. No, that's what I'm... That, that yeah. was my... That's what I said. I don't feel like... Her being Janet is going to be viewed the same by him as if she had married Jermaine Dupree when she was dating him. Like, I don't feel like he's going to look at her and, like, give her a lot of leeway simply because she's Janet Jackson. Not him. Somebody else would, yes, but If not she would have married Jermaine Dupree, I bet she would have made him cut them braids off when he had that ball spot in the middle of it. <laughs> he probably would have had a whole different life. Oh, How Lord. much can somebody respect you if you bald headed in the middle of braids. Oh, that's just sad. That's like, um, I just wish they would cut Stevie Wonder's hair off. It's sad. It's just sad. Every time I see him, I'm like, oh. <laughs> he can't see it. But we can. <laughs> it still makes sense. What that mean to him? <laughs> what does that mean to Stevie Wonder? I feel like you gotta I mean, was he I know James not James Brown, Jesus. Ray Charles had sight and went blind. Was Stevie Wonder born blind? Or what, did he do the same thing, like have sight and then go blind? Because I feel like if you ever had vision, you should know that if you can feel your scalp a whole lot before you get to the hell, like I feel like you should know it's time to cut that shit off. Like it don't matter if you can't see it. You know you out here looking silly. Now, if he ain't never had sight, maybe he can't conceptualize what it looks like because he's never had sight, never had vision. He was born blind. Okay, so maybe he can't conceptualize that it looks stupid. Maybe he don't know because he's never been able to see. The same people that let Stevie Wonder have be like this are the same people that let him shoot that free throw <laughs> at that damn basketball game. <laughs> they don't give a damn about how Stevie Wonder look. So fucked up. I'm, t- I'm just saying. Ain't that messed up? It's fucked up. Yes. Would you let would no, you let a blind relative shoot a free not. throw? Look, you don't need no. Because no. Mm-mm. I wouldn't. It's fucked up. <laughs> so I got a question. I um my cousin talked about this. If you do you plan on not dating a Christian man? Like are you avoiding that or would you date a man that's Christian but is not that involved in his faith? I would date a man that was Christian that was not. Because he's going to have to be accepting of where I am. And I feel like a super Christian would not. I feel like a super Christian would be trying to tell me why I need to. And that's just going to make me go, because I'm contrary. That's going to make me go further away. Um, So I wouldn't date like somebody that was heavily involved, that was like going to church and going to Bible study. and Because I'm not going to do that with you. And that's going to be a problem. So what would be your reaction? And I asked my cousin this. She's a Christian. You're not. But in either case, if you got into a relationship with a person that had, you know, whatever faith you were acceptable with, and some life circumstance took them to one of the extremes. Like, child died, or they hit somebody in their car, and they went deep in into faith. Or, for if you're Christian, they go deep in into atheism, you know, not believing in God or, or, or challenging God. It depends on how much of an impact that's going to have on how we proceed with it. Like, if you now are, say, you expect everybody in the household 
to follow suit because this is where you are now because you've had this vision and this is where we're supposed to be it's gonna be a problem like if that if that changes your view of how i am and how i'm supposed to be it would be a change simply because i ain't gonna be able to fucking because i'm not i i get that you change because of this instance that doesn't change me i'm still the same person i was prior to that happening to you so for me it's really gonna it's not a question of can i stay can they stay with me (laughs) and me still be able to be who i am and you not have an expectation that because you made this drastic change in your life that i'm also gonna do so because that ain't how shit works and i'm probably not gonna do that so that's what my determining factor would be i got you that's uh but that's a hard one though because yeah. like you can have all the communication mm-hmm. before the relationship and in the marriage and you're in there and it's good and you like it and then something, and then changes. something happens yeah. something changes and that happened a lot yeah people become alcoholics people end up on drugs people you know i feel so start watching anime strong i don't care about the anime but <laughs> like I, there's a lot of women that do not want to fuck with anime i mean First of all, some of it isn't bad. Like, I like One Punch Man, so I could watch some of it with you. And the shit that I don't like or that I think is weird, I just ain't got to... Like, to me, shit like that, like, I play video games, but if I didn't, I ain't gonna give a fuck if you play video as long as you don't expect me to play that shit with you. I can give you your time to play video games while I'm doing some other shit. Like, I don't understand why people get so pressed about what other what your significant other's interested in. Why you give a fuck? Like, long as you don't expect me to do that shit with you, I don't care what you do. If you want to play video game, again, I play video games, so that wouldn't be a thing. But, like, with anime, I ain't no big anime watcher. So, if you watching some shit I don't find interesting, I'm just going to find something else to do with my time. And we could do something else that we both enjoy together later. Now, for me... If she thinks she gonna generalize a whole subgroup of, oh of my anime, God. you gonna make her watch all kinds no, of different shit. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, not all kinds. But she gonna find something that she like <laughs> in the anime world. In anime, anime set you up where if you ain't, if you don't like it in the first five episodes, you ain't gonna like it. <laughs> you know, except for Attack on Titan, you gotta watch Attack on Titan to the eighth episode. Oh, see, I ain't. Before you determine if you like it or not. I'm not going to get that far. But. My attention spans that of a goldfish. You know, anime, most anime has this, like, surprising arc that something happens and make you say, oh, shit. Like, that happens at a certain point closer to the beginning so yeah. that it draws you in. You know, some of them, it take too long to get there. Dead Man can't. Dead Man Wonderland took too long to get there. But I ain't going to go all into anime. But. I mean, I. Most things. I'm willing to like work with there are only a couple of things that are like deal breakers for me and that's the deal breaker whether I'm married or not like alcoholism because of my own history with it and my family is something that I can't get with like I'm not if you're not an alcoholic where we get married but you become one later I feel like I didn't done my time living with an alcoholic and I don't feel like I need to do that anymore so like there are a lot of things like you lose your job okay we'll figure it out i can work with that but like alcoholism is not something i could deal with not at all that is a definite deal breaker i will walk the fuck out (laughs) like me and the kids bye because i don't want them to grow up like i grew up and so you know that most things i'm willing to work with i only have a couple of things that are like deal breaker you cheat you become an alcoholic this extreme religion change most other things i can deal with i don't have a lot of deal breakers but 
Those are three. But those things happen, man. Them some shits you gotta be not be prepared for. But you know, if you paying attention and watching your Mm -hmm. mate and like on this is us, Beth and Randall's relationship, Mm -hmm. like they are very cognizant of what each other is going through in Mm -hmm. that relationship. Like I feel like that's how you should be like in sync to the point where you know where they having a bad day or a bad time. Mm -hmm. I don't think like random shit should just pop up and you not have no, you know, had that transition in, in with them and all of that stuff. Um, so United, we all know <laughs> what happened with United. Uh, an, an Asian doctor. First I don't know. time I've seen an Asian person get the full nigga treatment. He got the full nigga treatment. You know, he got the brown people treatment. It's just that it happens so much with black people. We don't see this because. A lot of these other cultures are pretty docile when it comes to police, especially like Asians. Mm-hmm. And police are pretty docile at times when it comes to them. When you compare it to black yeah. culture, so this happens a lot with black culture. So we see yeah. that treatment happen to black culture consistently. Where this to happen to an Asian man, this had to happen on an airplane with like the airplane security officers, and they whooped his ass. <laughs> so what happened with United is. Airplanes have really stupid rules. One stupid rule is somebody next to me can pay $1,200 for a ticket. I can pay $200 for a ticket. Nobody know how much anybody paid, but the airplane clearly fucked somebody over yep. in that deal. Mm-hmm. Another one is to ensure that they flights are full, they overbook flights. And so some people ain't going to show up for flights for various reasons. So if they overbook, you can get a cheaper ticket because you might be able to fly, you might not. And so with those overbooking rules, they can bump people from flights. And for this particular flight, some employees needed some seats. Four employees needed some seats. Now, I don't know the reason. I don't know the reason that they would find out so late in the game. Like after everybody was on board the fucking plane. Everybody boarded. They found out at that point, oh, we need some seats for employees. And they offered $400 to everybody to volunteer. Nobody volunteered. They offer 800, nobody volunteered. So instead of going up, they started to use force. They said, you know what? We got to get y'all off this plane. So they chose four people to get off the plane. The first three got off. This Asian gentleman is a doctor. He said, I got patients to see Monday. I need to be at the hospital. You know? And he wasn't going to leave. That turned into him getting his ass beat. <laughs> and it being recorded by passengers on the plane who were horrified that he was going to get treated this way. Yeah, they were horrified. They were like, oh, my God, what are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? And they, when they dragged them off the plane, they sat back in their seat, put their earphones in, yep. and fucking enjoyed their flight. Like, why didn't none of y'all volunteer if y'all want to feel so bad about the shit? Yeah. You know, but that being said, this is just really shaking up, one, the airline industry, and now politics. Because United has gone through a whole campaign of trying to maintain whatever they can of their brand. I mean, other airlines that had all of these memes out here saying, you know, <laughs> you know if you don't want to get your ass beat, fly with fly us. With us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and th- it was a picture of some people that went. It, it seemed like a protest. Might have been a joke. But they had helmets on on the plane. <laughs> you know, like hockey mask type helmets on. And so they've been getting destroyed out here in the media. Now... On a part of their campaign of trying to, you know, recover their name, they have, uh, they recently offered to pay 
everybody that was on the plane who was in, a part of the experience. With the exception of the motherfucker they beat up. But why would they offer him something? He's finna get his money out their ass. He is. But, like, they they didn't apologize. They blamed him and said that he should... Basically, he should have got off the plane and they apologized to the other people on the plane that they had to witness them whooping his ass. But they have no remorse over what happened to this man at all. Not to mention that this wasn't their fault, but there were news outlets that did what they usually do to black folks when they get shot by the police, did a background check and found all of this shit about a Dr. Dow, which was the name of this man, who was fucking his male patients and like giving them drugs and all of this shit. Well, kind of <laughs> there are two Dr. Dows. And the man that got his ass whooped was not the Dr. Dow that was out here fucking folks. So now he got a slander suit that he, because the New York Post, there was a couple of big name <laughs> outlets that published this phony ass story about this man without checking to make sure it was the correct person. United never apologized to him. Like, you, they just look terrible. You apologize to everybody but this motherfucker. I mean,. If I had to choose, <laughs> I would rather be Dr. Dow. Oh, yeah. Pulling money out their ass like I'm checking for cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer. I would rather be pulling money out their ass than accepting money out their hand as a passenger on the flight that witnessed it. Yeah. I take them two missing front teeth for what he finna get. But United can't. That's just the politics. They don't want to admit fault. You know, you ain't got to admit fault. The courts are going <laughs> for you. And then is the agency who came and removed him from the plane subcontracted? You know That's what I'm true. saying? Like, were those officers employees of United, or were they a subcontract age security agency that deal with these kind of issues? If they are subcontracted, who takes responsibility? The people who hired them or the agency themselves? Um, uh, United is the umbrella. Okay. I think United is going. They need to get. Uh, some kind of consequence for that because even if they hired an agency that's more aggressive than one that, that would have been more professional about it. Yeah. You know? But also, like, they shouldn't have had to escalate the force. They should have kept escalating how much money they would have gave people to get off that 800 plane. was the ceiling. They said, no, y'all don't want these $800. Just get the fuck off Bro, if plane. I paid $200 <laughs> for a ticket and they kept going up and they said 2000 I would have moonwalked the fuck off of that plane, <laughs> spent the round when I got outside and had my hand off of that two Gs. <laughs> I promise you, it's a point in which people would have been like, fuck my destination. <laughs> I'll take this vacation Next month, but not eight hundred dollars when some of yeah, them might have paid exactly. eight hundred dollars for the ticket, like, like or enough. close like, to for the inconvenience. I'm just making my money back. I'm not getting compensated for the inconvenience if you just basically giving me the ticket money. And it would have been more helpful to have laid out a plan. Yep. Like we're gonna give you this money. We're gonna make sure you get to your destination. This is a flight that comes up next. Like they basically were like, listen, get the fuck off the plane. We <laughs> we ain't giving you no money at this point because y'all should have motherfucking accepted that shit. The eight hundred dollars wasn't <laughs> enough for you, motherfuckers. Like, yeah. And now figure out how the fuck you gonna get the way you was going <laughs> because we don't give a fuck. Bye. Yep. You know, and so it shook up the whole thing. And now what's going on is Congress is starting to look at writing legislation that's gonna regulate these these plan these um um what is airlines it? airlines yeah. a little bit better because. Because of the reasons, like, you can have somebody that paid $1,000 for a ticket and somebody that paid $300 for a ticket in seats right next to each other. Yeah. Like, why can that happen? 
in a service that seems necessary in a lot of contexts. And the people. practice of overbooking the plane to the point where, like, okay, even if you're going to, no, I just feel like you shouldn't do that. Because, okay, yeah, the the idea is that some people are going to, you know, cancel or not be able to do it. But what the fuck happens when everybody show up? And you got motherfuckers getting their ass beaten tossed off the plane. Like, that. no other place in your life can you buy something and then they come back later and be like i know you paid for this but we gonna have this. that's like me going to Publix and getting a buy one uh get one free and then going home and then somebody from Publix showing up at my door and be like listen we know you bought this but we didn't realize how low on stock we were so here's your money and we're gonna take back these items like no the fuck you're not i bought these these are mine it's now. another industry that do that what except it's like it's like a hostage situation <laughs> mechanics they be like you know we did think that this was a hundred dollar job that you know we will have to do on your car but it's gonna cost you twelve hundred dollars and we ain't giving you your keys back until we get an agreement or, your, or some money <laughs> like bitch who told you to do twelve eleven hundred dollars worth of work why didn't you come to me and ask me what the fuck i wanted to do because i drive my raggedy ass but might kill my ass on the way back home ass car before I let y'all swindle me out of eleven hundred dollars, <laughs> I'd rather die. But shouldn't they call you before they do the work? I've never. Now I've had them call me and be like, "Hey, we looked at this and we found this and that, and now it's gonna be an extra eight hundred Well, I'll be there to get it. Don't worry about it. I got it. Just don't touch it. I'm coming to get it. Don't do it. Because if you just if you decide to do it on your own without consulting me, am I liable for the payment now, or is that your fucking fault? Because you didn't give me. I agreed to this. What you said when I dropped this call, you went ahead and did all this extra work. That is not my fucking fault or my problem. You better get your boss to take it out your paycheck, nigga. You can say that shit if you want to. <laughs> all your belts gonna break next week. <laughs> they gonna slice all your belts down to the edge and be like, okay. You fine. <laughs> you going to somebody next week. Might not be us. <laughs> it's so much shit they could do. That's right. Like what imagine how many petty mechanics out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me just rub this tie with a knife around the inside real quick. They'll be able to get about 50 miles before this then shit. Then they'll blow be on back for ties. <laughs> it's fucked up. I ain't going back to the place I went oh, to last time. Yeah, you'd have had so much shit with your car here lately. Yeah, I ain't I ain't going back. They <laughs> fucked me. You know? Metaphorically, not, I just not, not literally. <laughs> I hope that nobody <laughs> think that it was literal. Oh, part that would be terrible. That's rape. Mechanic is fucking people every day. Pretty much, they car raping people all yeah, the time. All the time, all the time. But you know, I I hope Mr. Dow, Doctor Dow, is able to just go ahead and retire and never practice again and just go on a nice little private island vacation off of United. Because fuck them for doing that. That Island was vacation. Just, yeah. Shit, I'm finna buy a house in every state. It's <laughs> United money. They did them dirty. They really did. Like it was really fun. And them, the, I just was so like, isn't it your job as a journalist to make sure you checking shit? How you gonna publish all of this fuck shit about this man and it ain't even him? Now you liable. Because I was sued them too. I was sure the fuck sued the New York Post. Y'all, y'all got people out here thinking I was out here fucking my clients and giving them um, drugs. That's liable. Sorry. Gonna need my money from y'all too. <laughs> Everybody. I just be out here collecting checks. Just you got my check ready yet? Cause I'm, I'm waiting to get paid get by some corporate agency. I'm <laughs> waiting for like a TV to follow me in Walmart. 
just enough to, you know, hurt me a little bit, but enough to know that that shit looks serious as hell and we got to pay this man. I'm waiting for something to happen. <laughs> so you get that check. I ain't clumsy, so I ain't going to slip. Like, something going to have to fall. Oh, yeah. Something going to have to fall on my ass. Ridiculous. Cut the check. <laughs> Walmart. Get that money. Um. So, I don't know if I want to talk about being black or being stupid. Which, you, you take a pick. Talk about being black. All right. So... I I think I've talked about this before. Like dating as a dark skinned woman has is a little difficult because you know y'all want these red bones and shit. And I say y'all collectively. I don't mean on point specifically. So don't come for me. I'm not talking about you. But Gilbert Arenas decided. So I think somebody posted a meme that said like all women are beautiful or all black women are beautiful and treat them well. And he just went on this campaign against dark skinned women basically saying that dark skinned women are not attractive and that he's tired of people calling brown women dark skinned because for him if you ain't Lapita color you're not dark skinned. Anybody who is Lapita color is not attractive at all. And to Mr. Arenas I say fuck you sir. Let me tell y'all something about Mr. Arenas, okay? <laughs> Mr. Arenas is clearly a superb athlete, mm-hmm. you know? I take it that he was the superb athlete in the high school that was the dumbest person in the class, <laughs> but not quite uh, impaired enough to be considered special aid. <laughs> he was, like, right above the line. Don't think about what he posting. Clearly, in his post, can't formulate a sentence no barely a word mm-hmm. and and furthermore i am i mean i'm just tired of black men having such harsh criticisms about black women it's bullshit so the close i am to our ancestors like the close the less diluted the shit is the more unattractive i am motherfucker is that what you're saying to me so the Listen. fact that i'm dark is a hindrance to me first off Standardized testing have taught me a few things. <laughs> it's taught me that if you can't spell ancestors, which I'm sure Gilbert Arenas can't, <laughs> you probably don't know what context means either. Because, you know, standardized testing, context tools is important. It is. So I'm pretty sure he can't really put into context how darker skin connects you to ancestors mm-hmm. or ancestry that you can't, that he can't spell. <laughs> you know? So hence, when he took them parts of the test, Whereas, like, you know, blue is to color as uh, square is to what should shape. be shape. He probably put circle or some <laughs> shit. Like, like, I just don't think he has the mental capacity probably to not. understand the brevity of what he is even but talking about. But he the kind of idiot that doubles down on his idiocy. Because people obviously came for him and was like, that's fucked up. Lupita is a beautiful woman. I don't even know how you can even fix your mouth to say that she's not, but he just doubled down and posted a chart of like skin tones from like white to really dark skin and was like, everybody before line seven is brown. Only line seven is black. And you not gonna tell me that women that are any other colors on line seven are attractive. Gilbert, Gilbert, sir, come on now. Seriously, he just doubled down. He was like, I'm, "I mean, meant what I, I said, what I said." Basically, now, the, the thing about doubling down is 
if you double down on bullshit, <laughs> it don't make your doubling down valuable at all. It don't. Like he, <laughs> all he did was hit in a game of blackjack. All he did was hit again on twenty. <laughs> He's stupid. Like I don't even want to imply that that the first thing he said was even positive to say that it was a twenty. But I'm just <laughs> saying he put a bet on something he fucking shouldn't have even thought about doing. No. You know what I'm saying? So and that you know, I growing up being dark skinned I mean, I had to watch some of my light skinned friends have a lot easier time with dating because people find them more attractive simply because not because the bitches were actually more attractive, because their skin was lighter. And even as an adult, I've had instances where I've encountered people who find me attractive despite being dark skinned So like it's like you're dark. But somehow you still manage to be like attractive, and that I like that. Well, now I don't like you because you you're stupid, and you just show me how fucking stupid. That's not a compliment, nigga. That is not. That is the opposite of a compliment. And in case you can't put that together, <laughs> it's an insult. The opposite of a compliment is an insult. Are you just insulted the fuck out of me? That ain't no. That's not okay. And like having to raise a daughter who's probably gonna be dark skinned in a world with motherfuckers with the mentality of Gilbert Arenas just makes it so much harder to instill values into your child and say you're you're dark, you're beautiful. That's why you have to instill the values of roasting into your kids. Okay, <laughs> make sure your kids can go toe to toe with the Gilbert Arenases in the class. Yeah, and make sure they're smart because they're gonna they're gonna have a lot of ammo because. He supposed to be in special ed almost. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So make sure you endow your daughters and your sons in certain instances yeah. with the gift of gab. Yeah. Because, I mean, even that, like, I've had women or heard women say, there are a lot of uh, dark-skinned women who want to have babies with white or others because they want to have lighter kids. Or there are dark-skinned women or, or black women in general that find dark-skinned men to be unattractive. There was a whole point in time when light-skinned niggas was in. That's kind of gone now. You could thank Idris and the rest of them for that. But, you know, there was a time when that was the case. Like, we we're... <sighs> You know, I don't color struck shit is ridiculous. And the thing is, I don't think light skin was in so much so more than that light skin in our society gets more opportunities. Yeah. And turns into more value to society and turns that turns into more money and that turns into a better provider as it yeah. as it pertains to light skinned men. Mm -hmm. As to where as we've grown as a society and as we've grown as a culture, we're coming to value blackness much more than we ever yeah. have except for damn near special ed motherfuckers like Gilbert Arenas <laughs> so I sit mean, your ass down boy I don't have no trouble with light skinned men as long as they don't think they're prettier than me cause some of y'all out here with this metrosexual shit and you got you take you longer to get dressed than me I can't get with so that so it's okay if a dark skinned dude think he prettier than you no so it's not a but light skin exclusive like phenomenon. It's not, but I feel like it more often than not is a light skin man that has that mentality of, you know, it takes don't no, it don't it should not take you longer to get dressed to me because a pair of occasion I put on makeup and if I'm putting on makeup and I'm still dressed before you because you gotta do all of this shit to your skin and your hair, that's I can't deal with that. That's crazy. That's too much. I don't want it. So I don't have anything against light skin man. I take it on a case by case. Um, <laughs> basis. I just have to judge every light skinned man on his own merit. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
Well, the stupid thing that I was going to talk about, it's stupid and sad, but it's a lesson in stop live tweeting, stop live Instagramming, stop live anything. Stop doing this. So a 13-year-old boy decided to live stream, I think, via Instagram. And he was live streaming holding a gun. Now, my question to the parents is, how the fuck did this 13-year-old get this gun to be live streaming with it anyway? But I digress. He live streaming with the gun. The people that were watching realized that the clip wasn't in the gun. So somebody messaged him during the live stream and was like, you, the clip ain't even in the gun. So he go get the clip, put the clip in the gun, accidentally shoots himself, and he dies. And so everybody that was watching his stream, that, that live stream, watched this boy kill himself accidentally. And then the mom hear a gunshot and have to come in and find her son. Well, y'all, first of all, to all of the gun enthusiasts and gun owners, if you have kids in your house, the gun should not be accessible to the child. Because as much as you would like to think that your child is mature, and as much as you can say, well, we've talked to him about it, and he's no, he knows he's not supposed to play with our gun, and that it's, not, it's for sale. He is a 13-year-old boy. They are not known for not making bad decisions. This is the part of his life where he's supposed to make dumbass decisions and where you need to assume that he's going to do so. So you need to treat things like, okay, he knows better, but he's 13 and he makes dumbass decisions. Let me put this gun in a gun safe instead of just having it out where he can get access, not only to the gun, but to the clip to the gun. Like, if you're going to have a gun part in, in a kid, part of the responsibility is keeping those two things from ever meeting each other. And again, don't assume that your child is going to be above that because they probably not. As smart as you would like to think your child is and as mature as you would like to think your child is, they are still a child and they're going to do childlike things because that's what the fuck they do. You're the parent. It's your job to be protective of them and to try to keep them from doing dumb things that will wind up with them not living anymore. So... You can't blame that on the streams or anything. You know what I'm saying? No, like, I mean, it ain't. I'm just saying, well, it's not. He shouldn't have had the gun. But, like, just live streaming has given us the ability to, like, first it was just taking pictures, you know, and stunting with pictures. Now you can stunt live and get live feedback from it. So I'm not blaming the live streams for that. I'm just saying this phenomenon of being able to, have a, an, an, an interactive audience while you do dumb stuff like look at all the bad shit that didn't happen where people have been <laughs> killed or killed themselves accidentally or committed suicide while while people are watching and even with the suicides you know there was a girl whose mom was messaging her as she was watching her live saying that she was gonna kill herself telling her what do it then like Everything don't need to be live streamed. I don't blame live streaming. I'm just saying, like, we need to please stop. Like, you don't have to live stream everything. Like, you just don't. But I, I, the parents should have had the gun in a place where he was not able to access it. But we get these ideas that our heart, he's, he's so mature for his age. Mature for a 13-year-old is still pretty stupid. Like, it just is. Like, you're not capable of making, like, the best decisions at 13. And how and how much does what happened actually reflect on that being true? Being what being that he's yeah, mature like, for his age. I mean, if he was mature for his age, he'd be alive. If pretty much. Sorry to be insensitive about the situation, but we have a gun crazed society. Yep. We have a society that I have kids on my caseload 
who are infatuated with guns at six and seven and their granddaddy bought them a rifle and as soon as he can't buy them a BB gun and I can't tell them you shouldn't play with guns. You know, it's hard to tell a child in a society like this that guns ain't important or valuable when everything he sees conflicts with Music, that notion. the adults in his life, like, yeah. Shit, the Republicans. The Republicans. NRA. <laughs> you yeah. know, everybody trying to protect gun rights. People walking around with guns on their hip. It, it normalizes something yeah. that needs a certain level of responsibility to be able to carry out without incidences like this. That being said, sorry to sound insensitive, but if you would shoot yourself because this ain't an epidemic between 13-year-olds, yeah. natural selection. I hate you so much. <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I hate that the young boy died, but you know what? Why, wouldn't, why ain't nobody teach him? How did he shoot it? Because he didn't, first of all, I'm sure he didn't know nothing re for real about putting it. I mean, the, it don't seem like he was very um, familiar with this weapon. And he probably don't know what safety on, safety off is. He just put the clip in there, assuming it was on safety probably, and pulled the trigger because the clip was in it now. And shot himself. And if he knew the rules <laughs> of guns, he would have knew that you never Pointed point yourself. a gun at yourself. <laughs> Or anybody if, else. If it's loaded, not loaded, fake, toy, you don't point a gun at other people. You don't do that. Nope. You know? So, but again, how early is too early for gun education? Knowing that kids in this world get a hold to guns. Knowing that kids in the hood get... I had a kid on my caseload that was hiding little Uzis in his, in his, uh, in his ceiling. You know? 12 years old. The fuck? I mean... 12 years old he was going around the community because like in that community people like the goons in the community they don't really keep guns and stuff in their house mm -hmm. they find abandoned houses and hide oh, so them he or finds under house and hide them. them and him and his little crew go to abandoned houses looking for around guns. for stuff that people were hiding because they they know they want to have access to it when they need it but they don't want themselves connected to it and so him and his little crew would go find stuff like that and try to resell it 12 years old I mean, gun safety talks are important, but even with that, kids should not have access to these guns. Like, they need to be locked away because even, that's the thing. You you know how many things you tell your kids not to do or that's bad for them that they still fucking go out and try anyway? I mean, yes, you should have gun safety conversations, but you can't assume that that's going to be enough. They shouldn't have access to these guns. That gun should have been in a locked safe where the key was not accessible to him. Because even if the mom had went over and over, you don't point guns at people, you don't point guns at yourself, you don't do that. If he trying to stunt for the gram and he trying to look cool on Instagram as 13 year olds have a tendency to try to do all of that shit that you told him is going to go right out the fucking window. So you need to have the conversations, but you also need to have the common sense to know that he doesn't need ready access to that gun. There's no reason why he should have been able to go and pick up that gun. And then when people were like, oh, the clip ain't in it, go get the clip and put the clip in the gun and shoot itself. There is no reason he should have had that free access like that. Like, because a kid, kids are stupid. And we tell them not to do stuff all the time that they go out and do that you have to be like, then I tell your black ass not to do that shit. It hurt, don't it? Like, you have to do that with so many other things. Guns are not going to be any different. So if you're going to have a household with kids and you're going to have a gun for safety, that's fine, I guess. The kids don't need access to the guns, though. 
There should be no reason that he was able to just go locate that gun and do that. Well, look, rest in peace, Lil Malachi. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal is going to pay for his funeral. Yeah, Shaq so. going to pay for the funeral, which that is a very nice. honorable thing. Yeah. I mean, and I feel bad. I'm not, I don't want it. Obviously, that mother learned a very hard lesson and at the cost of losing her son. And I do feel bad for that family. But I think the lesson to everybody else needs to be regardless of how smart you think your kid is or how mature they seem to be or how they ain't never got in trouble you have to assume they're kids and they're gonna make stupid mistakes because they don't think things through and they don't think about consequences kids live in the here and the now and yeah i know shit happens but that ain't gonna happen to me teenagers have this imaginary thinking of it happens but it's not gonna happen to me that happens to other people and so they're gonna try stuff that's stupid and your job as a parent is to keep access to the stupid stuff as limited as possible no you can't control everything but guns are something that you you do have some control over well this is not the first instance that should no it ain't push us no it's happened a lot well it's not the first instance that should push us to wanting to take the job of of educating our young boys more fully but specifically our black boys because we also have a society that don't really put energy into helping educate the the people in impoverished communities and neighborhoods. So, like, we need to take that job more seriously of of helping them understand what's right, what's wrong, and not just letting these young boys grow passively, learning about life through their environment and mm-hmm. things around them, but taking a more active role into saying, hey, this is what life is. This is why you do this. This is why you don't do this. Mm-hmm. And try to be a leading example for the words that you're spitting out because leading by example is going to be much more potent than leading by just your words. Kids going to do what you do, not what you say. So if you telling me this bullshit, but then I see you doing something different, why would I think that you meant that or that you actually believe that? Obviously you don't believe the shit because you ain't living by it. They going to do what you do, not what you say. So you've seen this graduation cap. It's a graduation cap that says educated hoe on it. And it's got a picture of a woman twerking. And it also has a quote on it from, I don't know who the author of the quote is, Andre Lord, feminist manifesto. I am not free while any woman is unfree, even when her shackles are very different from my own. And, you know, so this is a woman graduating from college. She has educated hoe on her graduation cap. Somebody's twerking on the graduation cap. A feminist quote. And her message is that as women, we don't have to choose between twerking at the club, a girl's night out with our friends, and graduating with honors. We can do both. We can do whatever brings us joy when the world tries so hard to tell us that we are not worth it. Sex workers, ghetto girls, loud women, women who didn't attend college, single mother, teen mother, strippers, and everything in between deserve liberation and protection. We are not a monolith, and there is not only one right way to be a black queen so this black feminist used this as a way to show that she can be educated she can twerk she can be a woman that does not have to be defined in a box she can be a lady of the night a lady of the night prostitute she said sex workers she can be if she want to she can be you could be anything that you want I can also think anything that I want about what you are. But see, the feminist, so the feminist perspective from this dialogue, now I'm a man, might get this wrong some, 
if I do get it wrong, write feminists, it. Write let us me a know. Letter. Let us know. Write me a letter. Criticize me. Whatever. <laughs> I I assimilate new information into my way of thinking. Constructive criticism. Don't get your ass cussed out. He'll be nice. I won't. <laughs> I might be nice. I might be petty. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got my petty business operating. You do. You know, I need some new ways to implement. But you know, the perspective that she give that the way that I look at her perspective is that feminism at its core is about being able to be what you want to be, how you want to be it, and not being exclusively identified as something from that. They want the equality to be able to be who they are and not be defined by what they are. When you look at the history of women, women have a history of being defined by who they are initially, immediately, exclusively, just from having a vagina. Or just from, you know, being a woman in our society as to where men have exclusively been able to be identified by what they are. I mean, by who they are. It don't matter how many women you done fucked. It don't matter how many times you cheated on your wife or how many affairs you've had. Men always get to be identified by who they are. Women are identified by what they are and what they have. And I think her message is, I just want to be identified by who I am. And the value that I have as a human, as an individual that has feelings, that has experiences, that have all those things, and you not look at one part of me and, and say, this is what I am because of that. So how then, if you're in the club and she down on the floor and she twerking, are you supposed to see? Because that's what you can see in that moment. How am I supposed to see that you have a degree and all of this other shit behind that? Like I feel like that that is a that is a quest for something that I mean there's being black in America that doesn't exist for you you're gonna be defined by being black like you had we've had conversations where you've said that there are a lot of people who look at you and they don't see therapists they don't see that you're somebody that doesn't drink and doesn't smoke and that you're this upset they don't see that they see that you're black you're defined by that like America isn't known or being a place where if you're not white and a man where you can you have that ability to just be who you are and not be defined by these other things that that necessarily don't have anything to do with you yeah you're right but my fight in that is for the other group to stop perceiving me in that way Mm -hmm. with just that limited bit of knowledge like i might just be a coon out here cooning i might be but you shouldn't assume that because the only thing you see on me is my skin color. You know, I'm not saying give everybody twerking the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but see, what happens with women is they can be educated. They can be on top of their game. They could have been doing on their shit for 30 years. Year 31, if they wear a skirt too short now, they're a hoe for the rest of their life. At year 31, if, if they took too many shots and, and twerked at a party one time after them 30 years, then... They gonna be a slut or they asking for it. Like I think that's how men come to define women in those cases. That's how white people come to define black people in those instances. And I think the fight for feminism is to say, don't define me by that until you know that's what I'm made of. Don't assume that I'm made of this thing before you know what I'm made of. I just calling yourself an educated hoe and having a twerking bitch on your graduation cap. I just don't know how much of a feminist thing. Like I wouldn't if I had been up in the stands and looked down and saw that shit, I would have been like, the fuck is she doing? Like what? You're an educated hoe. Okay. 
Like, it's a very extreme version is. of a message that has been delivered a lot more subtly and a lot more user friendly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I've twerked in my day, but it was when I was young. I don't do that shit now. Not because, I mean, I, mostly because I just feel like I'm too old for this shit. The fuck? And I might get down there and not be able to get back and <laughs> pull some shit. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, one, I value people that are convicted enough about something to do something that's socially unacceptable or at least socially awkward mm-hmm. like this i don't think this like is putting too a extreme. twerking bitch in a bikini on your grass yeah i mean <laughs> i don't value people who have such extreme messages where they are like climb up on a police station and take a confederate flag down like that shit is jeopardizing your life this is something that don't bother anybody but it delivers her message the way that she wants it delivered you know I mean, and but she's see, likely if just I, one of them extreme people like that. If I had seen that without that story attached to it, if I had just went to a graduation and saw that, I would have just been like, that bitch is crazy. Like, I would not have, like, put any kind of feminist undertones on that at all. I would have just been like, the fuck is wrong with her? Why she choose that for her cap? And I would have went on about my life. She without probably, that story, she would have just been some crazy bitch with a, a, a naked bitch on her head. Well, I assume that she's probably also the same kind of woman that wouldn't give a fuck about what you think about what she did. So why put the cap? Like, I don't know. Like, you can you can want to deliver a message of something that is important to you, to the world, without But don't you caring. have to deliver it in a way where it's able to be? Who's going to look at that and get that from it? Do you think anybody would look at that without the background and the story attached to it and get what her message is? She knows what her message is because it's her message. I don't know that that's going to deliver the message that she wants to be put out there. If all of the people that she was sitting around in her class know that she busted her ass and knows that she did her thing to get where she at, it might be four or five hundred people that look around and be like, yeah, that don't represent her. But the hat, when people put stuff in their girls, it's not for the people that you're sitting beside. It's for the people in the 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 people that come to the graduation. Ain't no way everybody didn't know she was finna do that shit before she put that hat on, put that graduation at cap a college graduation. You don't even know all the people you graduated with. She knew with. enough people to know for people to have seen that cap. I mean, I don't even know if anybody had anything on that cap in either one of my graduations. I ain't paid no attention. Shit, I was just trying to get in and out. I hate graduations. They boring. I just, give me my my degree so I get the fuck out of here. You know, her message is very extreme, but you know, I think just the gist of it is that you know, as far as feminism goes, it's about not being put in a box because of anything that you decide to do. She just chose some extreme ways of portraying that with the twerking and all of that stuff. I guess. But you know, twerking is something that you know it it did become a thing in the strip clubs, and it did become a thing to attract men but it still shouldn't be a thing that men use exclusively to define what a woman is because it essentially continue to put women in a box of things that they can't do you know what i'm saying to not be perceived I that mean, way not everybody can even twerk do you know how hard it is to do that shit bitches make it look seamless and easy it's not easy to twerk that i understand takes, like you that, like that takes some some skill see what twerking what twerking takes is a significant level of control mm-hmm. of your booty muscles. Mm-hmm. It takes a an appropriate muscle to booty fat ratio. Mm-hmm. Control over that the control lower back because it's hips. not your back. 
it's the lower part. Like it takes a lot. Everybody can't even and, do that and shit. And a certain level of rhythm. Yes. All of that stuff got to come together to do it effectively. Because there's white girls that can turn their ass off and do. But that you know, happens. they just have a significantly less booty meat to booty muscle ratio. I mean, there's some big ass white girls out here. Not a lot of. It ain't as many with the black. I mean, that's just our normal. Well, we can go find a hundred of them on on Instagram and yeah. on on the internet, but mm-hmm. you can't go find none in, in Inslee right now. <laughs> Hell but no! How many big black asses you can find in Inslee? Tons. All of them. Just walk down the street. <laughs> and you and you know what? Of of here in Hoover, of all the white people that live in Hoover, you ain't gonna find that many big asses. You but of the few black people, you'll find a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it takes a lot to twerk. Maybe even some of these Hispanic folks too. Yeah, depending on what kind. I just feel like white people have so much going for them that, you know, they just got everything else taken. They ain't got no lips. They ain't got no ass. They ain't got no hips. Just like physically, they just have a lot of missing things that you would attribute to. It, I mean, it's, it's the survival of the fittest. They ain't need no lips. <laughs> they only ate with spoons and, and forks back when they had wealth in Europe. Africans always done had to eat off of fish bones. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they had to build that lip because, you know what I'm saying, they had that strength in the lips. White people didn't need ass. They didn't never have to work. They just went and found other people to work for them their whole careers. Yeah. You know, they didn't build that back muscle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, white people, y'all, give them a curse. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, as far as athleticism goes, they pretty much just breeded black people to make that happen. So, yeah. But I feel like even before that, we just naturally are. I said breeded. That should have been bred. (laughs) Go. Naturally, we are. Naturally, like our body body types are just different from theirs, just naturally, without the inbreeding. That's because in Africa. Our arms had to be able to throw spears. And you know what? The people who couldn't throw spears, they died. Because they couldn't eat. Because they couldn't throw a spear. And so you know what? Over time, that creates people with broader shoulders and a stronger upper body. You know? I'm pretty sure black people got likely got bigger feet as a whole than white people. Because being on your feet, running in, in Africa, creates the need to have a stronger grounding for balance. Yeah, natural selection, which is the same reason why, if you give your thirteen-year-old a gun and they shoot themselves, they probably shouldn't be here. Such an asshole! I'm just saying, toasters. If you would use an electronic next to your bathtub that would fall in and kill you, you need to be dead. (laughs) You don't need a warning telling you not to do that shit. If you don't understand how electricity works. You need to die. Are there places of there are there places that are untouched by slavery where like the the people there are are just the natural people that they, they weren't bred or none of that shit. Like, are there any places in the world that are completely untouched by Absolutely. slavery that have black people? Absolutely. Okay. The parts in the bottom of the sea we can't reach. <laughs> <laughs> I would just wonder like what they would look like untouched by like Mm-mm. putting together the strongest and the strongest like if there are we don't know about them okay you know how like when you find like they find like these 
jungle areas that have traditionally been undiscovered. And if there were people like that lived in them people, areas, yeah, yeah, like those kind of people, maybe. But these days, everything is like industrialized. Like there is groups of tribes and everybody doing like people in Africa who farm cocoa beans. Mm-hmm. A lot of them never even tried chocolate before. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like documentaries on that kind of stuff. It's so, overrated anyway. It's delicious. Mm-mm. What are you talking about? Mm-mm. It's overrated. She says she don't eat chocolate, but she eat three musketeers. Want to let y'all know that it's nugget. It's different. No, and it's, I eat white. It's chocolate. nugget encased in a chocolate shell. Well, I mean, I could take. I taste the nugget more than the chocolate. And so. the nugget is chocolate too, mind you. But it's like fluffy. It doesn't taste like regular chocolate. It don't matter. That's the only exception. That and, and white chocolate. But you told me white chocolate ain't real chocolate, so yeah, that doesn't count. That's it. But anyway, that's all I got. Anything else on your mind? Uh, happy Easter, I guess, <laughs> to y'all that celebrate. Happy Easter. I didn't go to church, yeah. but I am cooking. Some yes. deliciousness. Anyway, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Oh, 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 o